Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. Uh, this episode we're going to be talking all things Melbourne racing, which we have been doing the last couple of weeks and, you know, it's a bit different. We're talking, we're going to be talking Flemington this week. We've even got a Mooney Valley race uh, meeting on Friday night that we don't really care about because there's not much happening on a Friday night, but we'll be focusing at Flemington. We'll recap a couple of the races from last week, um, some good and some bad. Mooney Valley was pretty brutal, especially on Friday night, more so for Nick. He'll explain that in a sec. Um, but we'll go over some of the big races this weekend. We've got the big clash between Very Elegant and Incentivize. But then you don't have to you don't have to forget about the other ones like Colette and Sir Dragon A. They're going to be there too, but uh, all happening. Uh, welcome you in, Nick. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for bringing up Friday night again. Appreciate <laughs> You're <that>. welcome. <laughs> but yeah, no, not, not going too bad, mate. Just cruising along. Bit, bit down here today. How do we do uh, wagering-wise over the week? Had a pretty good... Pretty good weekend in the end. Friday night was obviously pretty sickening, but was lucky enough to take some good prices, so I didn't end up losing too much. And had a pretty good Saturday across both Melbourne and Sydney, which was nice. Um, but yeah, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I was in front, but there was a, there was a few things where, like you know, I do a lot of the bets, and then you you, you try and multi them up and a couple of them and if imaging just won I would have won a stack oh. and if it won if it just, even if it just placed I would have won a pile as well but I, I came out in front that was um that was a big plus but I, we, we may as well touch on um a couple of those races from Friday night I was too busy heading heading my head in the couch fucking watching Manly get pumped um <laughs> so I was devastated and then you just sort of when we used to go on the phone you're like I came second by like literally 1.1 of a length in each race and I just went and checked on Racing Australia and all three of your bets all came second and all lost by 0.1 of a length. It was, yeah, it was the most sick night I've ever had on the punter. I literally had three bets for the whole night and they all, yeah, as you said, 0.1 of a length and they were all nice odds too. I think that five bucks, 480 and then took $11 about the Inferno. So it wasn't, wasn't great. And I think I tipped about, I think I tipped three or four of them to about 20 different people. So I wasn't receiving the nicest text messages either. So <laughs> we'll see. It was you, you, the one, yeah. the, the first one we talked about was the start stakes and that was, you, you went Mr. Mozart. Um, yeah. Forgot yeah. you won. Uh, just point one of a length. What did you think of Mr. Mozart? I think Sandy Prince even went around his fave. Yeah, Mr. Mozart was bloody good. He was really good. He just sort of peaked on right on the end of his run and the race set up perfectly for something to come down the outside and just nab him on the line. So we're pretty stiff there. Um, and then the next weight race is Larkspur Run, who I thought would just get the ideal run and did, and then hit the front and then all over the top was Serides. So similar sort of situation. I was thinking, nah, it c- couldn't happen again. Um, and then the Inferno cruised into it like winks. Um and then Wild Ruler just got the gap at the right time as well, and just he, he, he probably did out, did beat us fair and square, Wild Ruler. But I would have liked the Inferno to have not been back second last the trip. So, yeah, but. so we're we're talking about the Moya stakes. So Wild Ruler ended up winning at tens um, for the Snowdens. Inferno lost by a nose at point one of a length. Trekking was enormous. Um, in enormous. My opinion. James Cummings is on a massive like dry spell at the moment too. Um, he's getting a lot of placings, but not many winners. But trekking was huge. Profiteer was average. September run uh, also. Um, coming out of that race though, Wild Ruler and the Inferno have both gained Everest slots. So it's gonna be pretty interesting how they go. I think they've opened up both about seventeen bucks. What do you think of them? I think 
I think fair enough. They've both got a slot. I think the wild rule has proven that he's probably not up to your nature strips and stuff like that. So 17 bucks is about right. And then I think the Inferno is going to get better. Um, I don't I don't think he looks like a 1,000-meter horse. He does look like a 1,200-meter horse. Whether he's up to those absolute guns like Classic Legend and Nature Strip, I'm not sure. But I think he's probably a better chance than Wild Ruler is in over 1,200 in that race. Can you see them? Can you see Godolphin picking up trekking, putting in trekking into the race? I think he's got to be the one that they're looking at, isn't it? Like, because Anima, it's a sort of your 1,600-metre race. Um, mm. And Trekking's the one that sort of start. He's just hitting the line really well over 2,000 metres, and he, 1,200 to 1,400's his go. Um, that, that's the way I'd be going. I don't know about you. But... I, yeah, I wouldn't have said it. And then watching that run on the weekend, you know, people look at it and go third, but fuck, it was a massive third. Um, oh, huge. Then again, like we like we said, Animo, we we're all over Animo, and mate, to be honest, fence was pretty hot um, at Rose Hill. I oh, fucking hate Rose Hill, um, but I'd, I'd be I going thought, trekking. I th- they might I get two Animo in the race. Was pretty good. Hey, I thought he was. Pre- I thought Animo was. Pretty it was good in the Golden Rose. Yeah, in the Congo, it was pretty impressive, but absolutely. But he didn't wreak re- ever a stiddy. No, no, no. That's the that's the problem. Who knows? They may even get two picks, but. Um, we go to we go to Saturday where we had a fantastic meeting at where was it Sandown? Yeah, Sandown. Yeah, one of the great tracks. And I think we went <laughs> Esther Larocca in the first. Um, I jumped it in. I put in a multi. You were, had a, quite a lot of runners with Josh Richards aboard. Um, it absolutely just fell in, didn't it? Yeah, quite literally fell in, mate. It wasn't. Um, it, it never looked like it was going to get rolled until literally the last <laughs> yeah. thirty or forty meters, and I just I couldn't even watch. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to get on the board early. A good, um, good roughie that we, that, that you pushed was embolism. Um, pretty sure, or oh, Cerulio miss. I think you tipped two of them. So you went Cerulio miss and you went embolism and I made you pick embolism on your tip sheet, but it, 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 it was huge. And I thought it was fucking going to win. It held on for a place. I think it paid nearly three or four bucks a place. Um, Cerulio yeah. miss obviously pretty good, but what did you make of embolism? It's probably a horse oh, to follow, thought- right? Oh, fantastic. With 61 kilos too, um, first up. So that was just like everything you wanted to see. So it sort of, the race was perfect for me in terms of a betting. It was just the a same race multi sort of race for me. So it worked out really well. I thought he was bloody really good. Um, the winner was obviously fantastic too. I think yeah. it's only going to go upwards as well. So they're the, definitely the two to follow out of the race. The, right, that shorty in the third, was it called Liner's Legend? Um, no good. Uh, sort of didn't get a run at the right time when the winner, the winner got the right run and we were still sort of stuck in behind other horses. But I, I think the winner still had us covered, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, she, it'll be interesting to see what they do with her next. The one the thing that um sort of did um, the entire of Australia's head in was Zuzarella getting pipped. Oh, Far and, you know, a few, few people tipped that Queen of Dubai because they didn't think there was any speed in the race. Really? Um, and it, and it did pan out. There was like a track gallop, basically, and just catch me if you can. So I still think there's merit in Zuzarella's run. Just, just hurts. Sometimes it's too far back. Um, Elephant was pretty good. Obviously, Elephant um, ran a real close second to Superstorm last start, but came out and um, did the job pretty well over, you know, Romancer, Harbour Views, Cherry Tiltoni and those ones. Um, pretty good win. Yeah, that, that was really good. That was pleasing. Um, he's just, for a horse with only seven starts, to have 58 and a half kilos against those horses, like, 
it's he's obviously a very handy horse and really smart. So it'll be interesting to see where they go next with him. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, and obviously, we'll finish up with the Underwood. Uh, Zaki obviously did what uh, we thought it would happen. Um, Dollar eighteen, I think it started. I think everyone thought probably would come second. Superstorm was there, chosen one fifty stars. Um, couldn't do much more, right? Couldn't do much more, but I, I'm not convinced that this is a, a tear away Cox Plate winner a month away from the race. I'm not. I, I just can't. I can't. You don't agree with the tab? <laughs> no, I don't agree with the tab. I, I would have liked to have been on on their very nice promotion that they've done recently and paying out early, but I just cannot, I can't comprehend how he's a dollar 90 in a Cox plate and very elegant seven or eight bucks when mm. she's been targeted for the race. I think it's just crazy, crazy odds. Yeah. It's very short. Um, obviously when, you know, obviously yeah, people know I work for the tab and we paid out on Zaki, uh, yeah, to win. And you know what? Sometimes that's a mock. <laughs> so it might come back to bite, <laughs> comes, it might come back to bite us, but who knows? Um, all right, we got Flemington going. Um, look, it's, it seems like a pretty tough... It's a good meeting, but it seems pretty tough. Um, you probably put a bit more thought into it than I have, but I had a quick scan through. I'm like, ooh, nothing's really just bursting out of here. Um, but we'll, we'll kick it off. We'll just go all fly through, and we got the trial stakes in the first, 1,000 metres. A um, little bit of money. There's been a little bit of moves with these things, but you, know, you take these with a grain of salt. You've got Cavallo, Rapant, um, Fakir and Mar at the top of the boat betting, Robusto, 360, Rampant Lion, Six Barks and Getting the Spirit, Black Tahitian. I don't know much about this, mate. What have you made of it? Yeah, obviously, these are usually just you sit back and watch and just see what the new season horses are going like. But the one horse I didn't mind in terms of trials, Rampant Lion ran really well um, in its trial and just didn't really get touched and, and ran along the rail there as well. Um, and it's nice to see a horse 850 into sort of five, six bucks early doors. So I thought it'd be a little play for the race, but it's a pretty small betting race for me. Yeah. Just sort of watch. I think so. Um, race two, the Impose Stakes and Gunstock. Uh, open fives, it's now 330. Uh, Hitotsu, 460 to 440. Tut- Tutakaka, seven bucks. Um, El Patronus, El Patronus. Fuck me. Too hard. Um, 13 bucks into 10. Um, you got Euro Dandy and whatnot there as well, but there's been pretty good money for this little um, thing at the top, mate, for John McNeil and the price. Yeah. Um, I really like it. It's it's win at, um, it's win at Cranbourne was fantastic. Um, was three wide the trip and, and circled him and, and looked like a horse that really wanted the line too and savaged it. So I think 1,800 was suit. It's your, your equal favourite for a derby. So they've obviously got pretty um, high high expectations and they think that the horse is going really well. So I think 330 is a pretty good bet and about the right odds. Um, one that I didn't mind at odds, it's it's right down the bottom. Um, like character um, character for Cummings. I know we were talking a little bit before about him sort of Dry spell. Str- struggling to find a winner at the moment, but this horse has had, you know, six or seven starts compared to some of the other horses in this race and won at 16 bucks last start as well. Um, and if you go back to its its first preparation, it was only two lengths behind head of state who's come out and been a, a reasonably good horse really. So I thought $31 was pretty big and he'd probably get a nice run to be on, be on the pace. So might have something small on, on character as well, but I think gun stocks are really good bet. Are uh, you happy with that price spewing? You didn't get $5. I am spewing, but I suppose also with the showers coming too, it'll just be interesting to see if it blows back out again. Yeah. And, 
because it, it'll probably end up being a soft seven. Could even be in the heavy range too down there. It's supposed to be plenty of rain. So it's, it's still good. I watched the track update um, from the track manager today, but they copped a, uh, a big storm or a lot of rain as well. And they, fuck, they predicted a lot of rain for Sydney. To be honest, um, for yesterday and today, I've literally got hardly anything. So um, yeah, right. When Waller knows that though, Waller knows the weather, right? So he just follows where there's pissing down and goes to Melbourne. <laughs> he's just, he's yep, got a spot on. crystal ball. Um, you can smell it. The manifold stakes, um, Elusive Express, John McNeil for the Freedmans. That's the fave here at 290. It opened 320. Yearning. Um, don't think that's running, so ignore that. Glint of Hope. Mokulua? Mokulua. Um <laughs> The names have troubled you. Yeah, trouble. I'm saying and Adela more, but I know that yearning is um dual nomed. So it's in Sydney as well because I know Tommy was um scheduled to ride it as well. So I think it's running in Sydney. But what do you like? Um, I lo- I can see why Elusive Express is favourite. I'm not with. I'm not real happy with two dollars ninety. I don't think. I just think when you you're backing back markers um in their first or second preparation, I just. 290 I can't take, especially in big fields. Um, the two I like, I, I like Adele Amore. Um, ran second behind um, Barb Raider, who's considered a really good chance um, in, in the derby as well. So I, I, I didn't mind Adele Amore's run behind it and looked like it was sort of screaming for further. Um, the other one that it was just too bad to be true, and we tipped it as our value runner for the day, was Devout Hero, um, who was really well backed um, in a group two race last start as well. So I think 19 bucks is probably overs. And the fact that they're running it two weeks later in another good race in another group two means that mm. it's probably, probably just a, a didn't run, just didn't, didn't come up for its last run. And the fact that they're running it two weeks later, it sort of tells me it's probably going okay. Um, so I think 19 bucks is overs there. So they're the two old back, Adela Moore and Devout Hero. Devout Hero had a pretty good win, I think, first up at Geelong, I think. But yeah, good price, yeah. good price. Um, race four is the Gilgai Stakes. Um, Zutori, I like this horse. Um, for Ellerton and Zara, three fifty away games there at three sixty. Pretty much bang on equal favourites. Kemal Passer four twenty. Splintex at five fifty, and we're going out to everyone's old friend Kementari. Um, $11 and bonds abroad and whatnot. So you've got pretty much four at the top of the betting, and then you get to Kementari. Are you giving Kementari any love? We just can't shake him, can we? Like, he just keeps coming back for another preparation where he'll build into it and run a good second at the end of it. What was the... I heard a quote say that a lot of bookmakers' sons have gone to private schools on the back of the Kementari scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, eh? That's, that is brilliant. That is unreal. <laughs> Even Tom Melbourne. Yeah. Um, oh, how can you not like Zutori? Um, down the straight, this is his trip, second up. Um, thought his run was really good. I, th- I thought his run was actually better than the winner and away games, um, which which was Splintex and away games, sorry. So I thought he was better run and I think he'll be better suited here with with both those horses now going up in weight. Like Splintex got away with 55 and a half kilos there yeah. and the handicapper hasn't missed him now, so 59. So I think the Tories the bet. Um, if there's a bit of, wa- bit of water around, like we're thinking, you know, that brings Temel Pastor into the race too. Um, who who was really really tough first up with 62 kilos. So, and then we know that he goes all right down the straight. So he might be the the danger. But I reckon Zutori is a pretty good bet, mate. What was the race Zutori won in the autumn? Newmarket. Uh, the Newmarket. Newmarket. Yeah, beat Indian Pacific and top weight in the Newmarket. Amish boy or something. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. like you just said, Splintex got away with murder. Uh, 
race five, the Dane Hill, um, ingratiating. So already on the drift, three bucks out to three eighty. Ranch hand um, for Waller and Preble, obviously coming off a good win at Flemington last start um, in the listed race. That's at four sixty. General Bows at five. Gimme Par, Buckneer, Mornington Glory. Uh, and there's a little bit of money for this Callus, this other Cummings runner. It's twenty six bucks into twelve. Uh, for some reason, I had a win at Hawkesbury, I think, from memory. Um, what do you like here? You're an ingratiating man, I think. Yeah, what a race. I reckon it's a ripper race. The top sort of six or seven horses. Even Ranvier is a really good horse. So I reckon this is a, a ripper race. I, I really like ingratiating. Um, I thought at first when he's a dollar ninety in that race where he got pipped by a ranch hand, you, you sort of think that's disappointing. Um, and it probably was if you had your money on him like me. Um, but... He didn't hey, really get a yeah, he didn't really get a card into the race and I thought he was out sort of in a six or seven horse field on his own, didn't get a card in, whereas Ranch Ham was following Halal and Jigsaw, who gave a, a a really nice run through the race. And then ingratiating sort of had to do all the running on his own, sticks to fifty eight and a half kilos, and Ranch Ham's got to go up two or three kegs. So I thought in terms of those two, I thought it would be I just can't see how you could back Ranch Hand. I, I understand that it knocked it off, but I just think that ingratiating is much better suited now. Um, they've sort of figured General Bow out. He came from back in the field. He was last, mm. um, from last to first. I, I don't think he's as good as ingratiating a Ranch Hand, though. Um, I mean, Gimme Parr's obviously a really good horse, too. And coming through the Heresy and General Bow, sort of similar form, and they've given him a, a bit of a gap between runs, too. So. Might run well, but I'm I'm pretty firmly with ingratiating, mate. Any thoughts on the Callus runner? Twenty six uh, in the twelve. That's it's interesting, isn't it? Especially when you've got in Hawkesbury stable win. stable mate in the race, and you got just Ollie on one and Kersley on the other. We went so. around a dollar forty last start. Yeah, okay. Um, Don't know. Couldn't have it. Couldn't have it at the moment, but. Yeah. When you look at the check. when you look at the market when it when it opened right, so we ingratiating opened three bucks and Ranch Hand opened five fifty yesterday. We're recording Thursday Arvo or six o'clock. Um, do you think the fact that Ranch Hand got backed and ingratiating drifted is only because punters are going, oh fuck off, Ranch Hand beat ingratiating last start. Look at the difference in price. I do. I think it's as simple as that. And then I'm actually looking into the weights yeah. and the way the race was run. I just think it's. It's silly. If you go back and think, okay, what prices were they? Dollar ninety and eleven dollars. Yeah. If you go based on that, it shouldn't. It should still be a gap between these two, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. Um, we go to the first leg of the quad and it's the Kingston Stakes Mystic Journey, um, five fifty already into four twenty. Ana Visto's there at four eighty. Instant Celebrity six bucks. Odium still a star. Vanna Girl Ecumenical. Um, they're all there as well. So Mystic Journey at the top. Uh, it's going to be second up. Had a run at Flemington last start uh, where it came second to Turath. Um, wasn't too bad, to be honest. I think it lost by about one or one and a half lengths or something. Um, and Nana Visto is coming off a pretty good um, win at Caulfield. So I don't know. Um, instant Celebrity, third up. Talk to me, mate. Yeah, it's another awesome race. I'm really... I'm. More, really excited just as like a fan of racing in a weird way. It'd be, obviously be good to win some money, but all the races at Flemington look pretty good. Mystic Journey, um, pretty poor preparation last prep, and then good to see her come out and run a really good race first up behind a horse. Turath, who they, they've got a bit of an opinion of, so I can see why there's money. Um, Ana Visto was really good winning um, two weeks back. If it didn't drew, draw 14, I would have probably been with it, Ana Visto, but I just worry about how much work it's going to have to do. 
Um, we backed him since Celebrity a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. her last three or 400 was really, really good. And she was just way too far back to even be a chance in that race. I've got to be with her again. Um, I'll probably, you'll probably run, run on and run another fourth and lure me into backing her again. But I just think that six bucks is a really good price. We know she goes pretty good in the soft. Um, her last, as I said, her last two or 300 um, behind two Arthur was fantastic. So if she can just settle a pair or two closer, and it looks like there's genuine speed in the race. Mm. I reckon she's the one over the top. It's a tough one. It's tough to keep me around, mate, when it was like in run. It was like last, 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 yeah. and it came sixth. <laughs> but all right. Um, we go to the Turnbull. So this is the mic. This is what I'm excited about. So <laughs> we got very elegant. Obviously, everyone knows. $2.30. Wallace taking it to Melbourne. Um, to go against Incentivize. Obviously, Incentivize, the moody horse with Preble, had a fat, took, took the piss in um, Queensland, right? So just won everything, did really well, even went to Flemington last start, won a group one down there, beating Mawanga. Um, I didn't give it a chance. And even in the run, I think two or 300 metres out, I didn't give it a chance. So um, that's at 280, 230, very elegant. You got Colette there as well. So if there's, if there's um, rain, Colette's huge as well, so don't let Colette go go missing. Sir Dragon A, um, this is a sick race as well, mate. So whose camp are you in? Oh, you've got me excited. That was a real GF. I like that. I've got smiles ear to ear. Um, I think if it's wet, it's her race to lose. She's probably the best wet horse in the country, isn't she? Um, very elegant. 230 hasn't been missed. Colette, if it's wet as well. Um, we know what she did in, the, in the Golden Eagle, and oh, don't. she's three. Do you hang? Can I just can I just say something? <laughs> I just want to say something. The fucking the Golden Eagle. So right can't remember the price what what she was paying. Um, it hurt. It was it was that who who came and it was um ice bath ice right? Bath? Yeah. Yep. So I'm on at sixties on ice bath. Early price. Right. I got on with Paul Joyce. Everyone knows that Sky tips to Paul Joyce, and he tipped me. He goes, just get on ice bath. Have a little flutter here to win at like $61 we are on. And um, so I was sweating it hard and saw it coming. My missus' name, middle name is Colette. So she's backed Colette, just backs it ever. It's just pretty much the only horse you ever bets on, right? Whenever it yep. wins, 20 bucks on or something. Anyway, I'm sitting in the lounge room watching it, absolutely head in hands, and she's there like carrying on, like going, oh, Colette. I'm like, you are fucking <laughs> king. So that's that's that is that your sickest beat ever? Uh yeah, because Joycey sort of like kept convincing me, so I kept doubling. To be honest, it was a really early bet too, so I had a fair bit on it. But yeah, that hurt. It obviously, didn't go each way. But tell me why Colette can win. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, jeez, I don't want to say too much now. Um, I think I'm obviously, bet on it, yeah. <laughs> obviously in the wet, really good. That their plans for this horse is a a Caulfield Cup and. Um, actually, just uh, not a bad little futures bet there as well. Just uh, if we can throw that in, um, fifty-four and a half kilos in this sort of race as well is is obviously handy. Um, I think if it's wet, she's definitely a player. She'll run top three or four for sure. Um, but I think very elegant's the one incentivized. We just like we got no idea how good this horse could be. Yeah. So, and obviously getting up to two thousand, that's his go. Two thousand to twenty-four hundred. So. I think it's going to, just going to be an awesome white race to watch. I think very elegant wins. Um, I think the market's spot on, actually, yeah. All right, so before we move on, I want you to give me um, the first four in order. So we're going to have to say this, both of us, and obviously we're going to have to back chuck 10 bucks or something on this as well, just in case it happens. So give me the first yep. four in order. I know we don't know if it's going to be pissing down or whatever, but yep. as of Thursday, 
First four in order. Very elegant. Let's let's go, Colette. Oh, yeah. Incentivize Persan. Oh, okay. We're pretty much similar. So I'm going to do some. I think it might be a little bit wet. So very elegant, Colette. Um, incentivize. And I think Sir Dragon A is still pretty good. So we'll go Sir Dragon A. We're going to um, have pie on our face because incentivize will win by four. You do realize that. Uh, yeah, but then I'll just edit this out and just say that I practice. I'll record something at the end of the podcast that I can just slot in. Um, that's quite easy to do, mate. Um, we go. We go to the Bart Cummings. Um, Grand Promenade is the favourite. Um, person we wor- I work with, we had a meeting today, and she went for a walk around Melbourne and bumped into Kiramar, and that was his tip of the day. He said, "That's my best." So. Quietly, there was an inside little tip there. So 650 into 480 Grand Promenade. Uh, Shiraz is there at 550. Trali, Rose 7, Pondus, Ahmad, Dawn Patrol, um, Zarek. Then you're getting going out to even further. But, mate, there's been a little uh, little tip here for Grand Promenade. Hasn't hasn't won for a couple of weeks or a couple of starts. I think um, he's going to get a gun run because there's no speed on his inside. So he's probably going to lead these. Um I can see why 55 kilos as well, well back 650 already into 480. So I can see why. Um, interesting runner for me is this Shiraz coming from overseas, straight into a Wallace stable, yeah. straight into a Bart Cummings. Um, it's just, it's just got a red alarm all over <laughs> it. The sirens going, yeah. Oh, uh, like it's only won four races and they've all been in the wet. So I just, it, it really worries me. So I'm going to play Shiraz. Um, and then the other one is that, that we backed last week as well against non-conformers. So two weeks ago was a maid um, yeah. who we know goes pretty good in the wet too. And I actually thought its run was actually pretty handy for a first up effort. So gets out, got a nice second up record, got a nice, tra- has one over the trip and the distance at the same track. So I think 10 bucks about it's pretty good. So Shiraz and a maid for me. And then obviously Grand Promenade is going to be in, right, right there at the finish as well. You don't have to say that, mate. Just because I, I mentioned it at the start, I might just look, keep Zach happy and just chuck in. Oh, and Grand Promenade's probably got a good chance too because of your cool tip. Well, um, it, it, it's got to be a good chance, though, doesn't it? Like it's 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 form over the track and distance is excellent, yeah. and it's going to get a gun run. And there's not much speed in this race, so I can see why. But yeah, sorry, mate. mate well, it, it, you know what? Fuck it. It can't run top six. There you go. Have that. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, like you said, these, this whole card is outstanding. It's like you'd be lucky to get a couple of winners or even one or two winners, right? Yeah, I think you have to have no either back two horses per race or even each way or something to keep your head up above here. But we go to the last, and that's the lane stakes, and Asar is the favourite, one of your favourites, eh? Um, 460 into 440. Tavadance is there for Froggy, 18 to 7. Just Folk, Gorwa, something I've backed before. That's about third or fourth up. Mystery Shots even there. That's had some good money for it. 14 into 9.50 and just a canter. It's a good name. Um, into 10 bucks. But money-wise, we're looking at Just Folk, 13 to 8, Gorwa, a little bit, and Mystery Shot, 14 into 9.50. Uh, as you said, Asar, one of my favourite horses ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not back Asar with your money. Um, I think, you wouldn't I think take a free should... bet on Asar? No, nah, would not take a free bet. I just don't want to be associated. So, uh, lay of the day. We yeah, we speak about non-winners a lot. I feel like me and you speak about non-winning horses, like imi- <laughs> like, like imaging, and this is a oh, non-winner. So, so no, thank you, Asar. Tavadance trialed really, really well leading into this. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it runs really well, and it's probably my on top of for the race. 
Gorwa is coming through some nice form races behind, you know, Frosty Rocks and then the Airton race as well. So I think he'll run pretty well too. Um, but Tavadance on top, Gorwa probably there and thereabouts and Asar last. So that'll be... Love that. And it's one of your, fa- one of your favourite jockeys on Asar as well. I know, I know. I've really... It'll probably win now. So Give it shit. Iconoclasm, mate. You're one of your uh-huh. favourites. I've always liked Iconoclasm, but um, yeah, I don't know. Thirty-one out to fifty-one. I think he may have had his day or an Iconoclasm. I just like the yeah. name. To be honest, I love saying the name. It's kind. Yeah. Quite, yeah, there's a couple of Something horses there it. that have just nailed the name. Like just a canter, yeah. just rolls off the tongue, mate. Um, it does. What's the best of the day? Uh, best of the day, we go race two. Um, I've forgotten what Gunstock. it's called. Gunstock, there you go. Thanks for helping me out there. Um, yeah, race two, Gunstock. Um, I think it's it's it, it's going to be going towards bigger and better things. I think it's it's a derby chance as well. So I think you want to be coming out and running really well here and looks like it'll get a pretty good run. Um, and then my roughie for the day can be Tavernance in the last as well. Sweet. Um, like you said, there's a couple of the, – we've mentioned a couple of odds there too. So if you want to back two or – Go each way on a couple of little um, plays. Maybe try that little standout first four as well. That'd be a that'd be yep. a nice collect. Uh, is there anything else you are having a crack at across Australia? Think it over. In just Sydney. yeah, I, it was it's just as gonna, simple as that. Yeah, it's scary I though. Just, that just because very elegance there, it's just been the market hasn't missed. It's just banging the two bucks or whatever it is now. It is, and I just I actually think two dollars is a serious. Steel. Do they call it an overlay? It's just, I think it's just, it just wins this race, doesn't it? I think it's as simple as that. Um, I, we, I we, the surprising thing, I the other podcast we do with the other boys talking Sydney racing, we were talking about this and like think it over. Obviously, we just think it wins, right? But the other one we were giving a push to, and I haven't looked at the market until now, it was, was shared ambition. Um, yep. We thought it might have, might have a pretty good chance. Um, obviously, obviously goes pretty good in, um, in the soft ground as well, so... Be interesting. I just, yeah, I just can't see anything being think about think it over. I really yeah. can't. I'm I very think, happy with two bucks. I, I think it's worth a worth a, a big lash. Um yeah. but last we also said this about Animo, um, putting in your bets and standouts and shit and that applied. <laughs> so who knows? Didn't it? All right, mate. Uh thanks for joining me. Fingers crossed. We'll put your tips out on Saturday morning and fucking hope for the best, eh? Awesome, mate. It's great to chat as always. All right, thank you, Nicholas. See you, mate.